Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Baseball is in full swing. NBA playoffs are heating up. And your NFL team is gearing up for training camp. Listen to the latest on the teams you love here on the Odyssey app. The biggest sports radio stations in the country providing unrivaled local coverage of their teams all in one place. Exclusive interviews with players, coaches, and team executives streaming live and always available on demand. Stay in the know with your favorite teams right here on the Odyssey app. 97.1 FM Talk Podcast. Bringing a tear to my eye there, Carl Middleman here on Second Amendment Radio and the Great Outdoors. It's Father's Day. I know. And that's father and son. And if you were a Ted Lasso fan... Uh, Bo Matthews, you would recognize this song as well. That was a tear-jerking and sad end to a great TV series. I didn't, uh, I didn't see Ted Lasso. What platform is it on, Carl? It's on Apple Plus. Everyone that yep, has seen Ta- Ted Lasso says it's their favorite show. So once you see it, once you're in, you're in. Yeah, it was a great show. It was a little, it was a little woke for me in places. I'll have to admit. Uh, but overall, uh, taught me more about soccer than I ever knew, to be honest with you. And Ted. <laughs> and Ted. Uh, I think uh, Yellow Jackets is a series I watched. I think that was soccer players, wasn't it? Or yes. maybe softball players. Those soccer, uh, high school soccer, female yeah. soccer team. Did you watch it? It's on Showtime. I have every single episode ready to watch. Uh, I'm waiting for season so two to end so I can get them all. It, I, it's so good. They're cannibals, hey, Mark. <laughs> cannibals? Yes. A female soccer no, team that he, are no, cannibals? Don't, don't say it like that. Okay. They, they, there's a pra- plane crash. It's it's a mix of Lord of the Rings and what was oh. that show we were talking about? Uh, not Lord of the Rings. Lord of the Flies. Oh. With it's women. Survival. Uh-huh. It's survival. 18 months in the wilderness because their plane crashed. It's, it's an epic show. We watched the whole thing. It's fantastic. <laughs> Yes. Okay. Anyway, and you see them we, as kids, and then you see them as adults too. Yeah, we uh, sound like uh, just a bunch of men just talking about programs. <laughs> you so, know, you can tell when you're out to dinner or something with friends and stuff, and and you start talking about the TV shows you watch. Mm-hmm. The, the evening's over. I, I'm just, I've got stuff I'm watching. I'll share with you what I'm watching. <laughs> but there's nothing else to talk about. So you're like, or you get your phone out, and you're like, oh, did you see this? Yeah. You see this? Yeah. Uh-huh. You already you sent that to me yesterday. Why do you keep talking about me like that. <laughs> hey, Bo. Uh, by the way, I want I want to comment. You're looking very svelte in uh, your new shirt that you've got on. Well, I have to tell you, <laughs> five weeks ago I got sucked into one of these Facebook ads, and it was like, ooh, two for twenty nine dollars, and it's a concealed carry undergarment shirt. Like it's almost like a compression shirt. You see how form fitting that is. He's wearing I spanks. do. I do see that. Yeah. Uh huh. Okay. Now, 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 watch me. Now, watch me. It is literally a pocket Ooh. under each arm that you can store your firearm and a clip over on this side of it's a semi-automatic. 
and it's underneath your shirt. So you, I would wear an overshirt over this, but I wanted to wear this. The problem is I look like baby Huey <laughs> because it's too short. But I, you remember baby Huey? There will be the people cartoon? who don't get that reference, but yes, I know baby it's Huey. It's a okay. big duck. Google baby Huey, and that's kind of what I feel like. It's it's short, but it is a double X. But is it my fault, or is it the the Chinese people that made it in China? It took five weeks to get here. Uh-huh. You'd get updates like, you're in customs at Sweden. Yeah, you're yeah. In customs uh-huh. at- yeah. The, I've done that before. The weirdest But way I to will go. use it. It's, so, it's actually a neat, neat so idea. You've got you've got a gun in each of those pockets right now, or just the one on the right? No, I I, I actually just no, I only have one now. Okay, all right. But when I when I got it in the mail, I did put two firearms in there, and I walked out to my wife and I said, "Do you notice anything?" She's like, "No," and so she could not see. So it's really a convenient, so, a convenient so storage. Turn, turn around a little bit. Turn turn around once for me. Nice butt. Yeah, I mean, honestly, from even from the back, it just looks like you might have a roll of back fat or something there under your arm. You can't really. No, tell I have that. I have that. <laughs> <laughs> Both things can be true. Both of those things can be true at the same time. Yeah, but here, here, anyway, here, here's where I think this comes in handy, and you tell me if I'm wrong. A lot yeah. of the conversations I have with people about concealed carry, particularly if they carry a little extra weight around the middle, is if you have one of those holsters that fits inside the waistband, but you have a Dunlap because your belly's Dunlapped over your waistband, that's <laughs> yeah, uncomfortable, right? right? And you're, right. you're looking for other alternatives where you might be able to conceal carry when you're wearing shorts or not a big heavy sweater to conceal it, and this may be an option. I will say this. It's very lightweight. It's cool. It's it's almost like a compression shirt. But uh, the, the, main, the main thing to remember is this is probably going to be a winter or a fall garment that i'll wear i'm okay. just not a fan of the ankle holster and I'm, i've been learning more and more to have a kidney holster store my my uh, firearm because it's more comfortable because i do have my I do have the belly done lap over my belt um so <laughs> i wasn't you know judging. you gotta look I'm at just, options that's just that's just a body style right i mean if Dickie some people do. are yeah some people are uh <laughs> Oh, no. I didn't Did say, you that, say that out loud? This is the Father's Day edition of Second Amendment <laughs> Radio the Great Outdoors. You better not edit this out, buddy. I'm keeping uh, it in. Oh, Carl Middleman. That's, uh, that's something else. You can else. send me emails. That's oh, boy. So just be careful if you're a, a, of a smaller stature person. Th- these probably would fit you perfectly. This is a double X, and you, I would say if you need a four I, X? I, I should have. I don't know. I'm, I've been communicating with them, and they're, I don't know, hopefully they have a 3X or maybe, 4X. Maybe, maybe there just aren't that many 4X people over in China or wherever they made that thing. You know what? I We thought we talked about that, yeah, actually. I mean, yeah. you know, they're like, That hey. is a 2X for a Chinese man. <laughs> it could be. Right. Yeah. Hey, but anyway, Bo, would, would you wear that to our broadcast on the 30th of June so people well, can see it? Oh no! Well, no, I'm not going to do that. <laughs> no. Why not? It, that's why it's called concealed carry. My my biggest faux pas is when showing I see people. somebody on face when I see somebody on Facebook showing their hey, this is my new concealed carry firearm. It's like you dumb. Yeah, don't. Yeah, don't. don't you don't want. No, I was just saying, bring the shirt. Telegraph that you. Most people. That's the whole thing about most people concealed carry. They don't want you to know they got a gun. You don't need to know it unless there's a bad guy there, and then you're going to be glad they do. Right. right, a buddy of mine's uh, girl. She just uh, is, is significant other. Uh, she walks in the woods a lot. She goes to you know uh, parks and stuff, and H- she Hillary wants to Clinton? carry, but she no, 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 no. It's she, not Hillary she, Clinton. Okay, she wants to carry, but she you know when she's wearing her yoga pants or whatever when she's out walking, there's no place to carry. And so when I came across this, she ordered hers the same day I ordered mine, 
and hers are still probably locked up in Sweden or something. It I don't could, know. Could but be. anyway, it takes a while. Highly recommended over here. What so was the Carl, broadcast I was talking about? Carl mentioned this. Uh, he's he's a very good producer. He's Woo-hoo. good at reminding us of what we're supposed to be talking about here. So I'm taking my show, the Mark Cox Morning Show, live to uh, Eureka on June 30th. We'll be down there at Chicken Ellie's, which is a great restaurant right there on Main Street. And uh, uh, you you can uh, uh, join us. We'll be there from 5 to 9 a.m. We're hoping that uh, one uh, Bo Matthews will uh, get in the thought tub early early that morning (laughs) so that he can make it down to the broadcast. What do you think about that? 100%. I, I was there last year. Was it last year you were out in Eureka or two I think years ago? It was ago? two years ago. It was yeah. pre-COVID, wasn't it? When we had when we no, did no, there that? was one after. No, COVID. yeah, it was after. But anyway, yeah, no, I, I do have it on my calendar. If I'm not out of town, traveling the world, um, I will. Uh, I will definitely be there. I love. I love the city of Eureka. I love the people of Eureka. It's just a, a booming community. Of course, uh, I was at the. Uh, I go to the. I work with the Chamber of Commerce out there. And man, I heard the name Mark Cox forty-five <laughs> times in their luncheon yesterday. I'm like. Oh my gosh! Is is it the second coming? Is it so? Technically, anyway, yes. no. <laughs> right. Well, the marine. Yes. We're, we're going to be helping out with the uh, Marine Focus uh, Foundation. That they're going to be raising money. Chicken Ellis is going to donate a portion of their proceeds that morning to the Marine Focus Foundation. I'm going to have them on my my show talking about it as well. They just do great work helping people in the military transition from military life back to civilian life. It's it's a fantastic charity, and I'm glad that we'll be able to uh, support them and then see some of the great people like Chuck Mayer and, and of course, uh, Mike Wiegan, the, the police chief down there, and Greg Brown, the fire chief. They're always great about showing up. In fact, the chief told me he's going to uh, block off all of the streets for crowd control just to be sure <laughs> everything is secure. Well, you're going to need it. No, I, I will tell you this. Sincerely, they are excited for the whole show to be coming out there um, and to meet Carl and to meet is now would Trish be on property. Uh, She's going like to be the, there as well. The brains of the operation. Uh, Trisha yeah. Everding will be there. The whole the whole town is excited that you're coming. You're putting the spotlight on it. You can meet uh, Trisha Militia. You just have to show up. Mm-hmm. That's what. Ooh, uh, I like that. yeah, yeah, that's what. And Ryan Ethan, Wiggins our host her. of In Other News, will also be there. Uh, without with his phone, will he have his phone? <laughs> he lost his phone while floating. <laughs> he took a, he, he took a float trip, and uh, somehow the phone ended up at the bottom of whichever river he uh, was floating <laughs> in. So uh, he's now in the process of uh, having to get back and get a new phone. Uh, that's, that's always fun, isn't it? That's true. Hey, uh, coming up on the show today, we've got the the founder of the Gentle barn and it's not i mean it's not like you might think of like a pet farm it's where they take animals that have been abused and then they transform them into the point where they can help other people who need uh, to recover as well so it's a pretty amazing story and you'll get to meet uh talk to ellie uh, lax who who founded the whole thing it's really a great idea don't you think bo you know i'll tell you the stories that you did many years ago on channel four um and you know uh, of the of the uh, animals that were neglected and stuff like that it's it always broke my heart so bad the horses where you can see the ribs i'll tell you what this conversation is going to be fantastic we're going to get to it next on second amendment radio and the great outdoors I have to go. 
Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Baseball is in full swing. NBA playoffs are heating up. And your NFL team is gearing up for training camp. Listen to the latest on the teams you love here on the Odyssey app. The biggest sports radio stations in the country providing unrivaled local coverage of their teams all in one place. Exclusive interviews with players, coaches, and team executives streaming live and always available on demand. Stay in the know with your favorite teams right here on the Odyssey app. Welcome back. It is Second Amendment Radio and the Great Outdoors. Happy that you are with us uh, this weekend. And uh, we want to invite someone in right now who uh, who's taken animal therapy to a, to a new level, I think, in many ways. Ellie Lacks is the co-founder of The Gentle Barn, which has been a longtime dream of hers uh, down in Dittmer, Missouri. And Ellie, welcome into the show. How are you? I'm great. Thank you for having me. Absolutely. I mean, uh, well, first of all, what is the Gentle Barn? You hatched this a long time ago, didn't you? Yeah, the Gentle Barn was my dream since I was seven years old. Um, started it 24 years ago. It's a national nonprofit organization where we take in severely abused and neglected animals, restore them to health by a whole slew of methods. Once they're well, we give them sanctuary for the rest of their lives, and if and when they're ready, we partner with them to heal people with the same stories of trauma and connect people to the love and magic of animals. Wow. <laughs> animals are so healing. Um, and so uh, it is open to the public, correct? Or is it, or is it, a, uh, is it a therapy place, kind of like the equine-assisted uh, therapy place? So the Gentle Barn is open to the public every Sunday from 10 to 2, and people can come out and hug the cows, cuddle the turkeys, hold the chickens, pet the goats and sheep, hear their stories of resilience, and fall in love with animals more than they ever thought possible. During the week, we host school field trips, private tours, birthday parties, and our animal-assisted therapy program. So we have cow hug therapy, where people can find hope and healing. We have horse therapy, where people can cultivate confidence and leadership skills. And we have barnyard therapy, where people can leave their lives at the door and remember to smile and laugh and feel like kids again. Wow. Uh-huh. Ellie Lacks, our guest, a co-founder of the, the Gentle Barn. That's something. I mean, I, I've been to uh, around farms all my life. I wasn't raised on a farm. I've found cows to be, in general, rather skittish. How, how do you... How do you develop these cows to the point where you can hug them? Yeah, um, like any good therapist, human or cow, the secret is um, <laughs> for any good therapist, you got to go through some really, really hard times, lose yourself, and then find yourself, heal yourself, and then take all of those lessons and pay it forward to the next person. So cows are no different. The cows that we have at the Gentle Barn have been rescued from severe abuse, neglect, and trauma. 
They come into the gentle barn and they're put through a very extensive rehabilitation program where they learn to forgive and trust and find joy again. And then and only then, when they're fully trusting, loving, and joyous, then um, most of them choose to become incredible therapists where they're giving all of their wisdom and nurturing to someone else. Wow. So that's what you mean when you say, if they're ready. Like, how do you know when they're ready? Because they choose it. When, when our animals at the Gentle Barn are ready, they will approach people. They'll beckon people to interact with them. The cows will lay down, and when people sit by their sides, they'll wrap their necks around them and hold them. The turkeys will fall asleep in people's laps. They step up to the plate when they're ready to, to do this work. Ellie, I have to know, what gave you this dream? You know what? When I was a child in uh, Chesterfield, Missouri, in St. Louis, I had struggles of my own. I was lonely. I didn't fit in. I suffered from depression. And it was always animals that healed me. And so when I was seven years old, I said, when I grow up, I'm going to have a big place full of animals. I'm going to show the world how beautiful they are. And all the struggling people of the world can come in and heal with us. I have to tell you that uh, I was a pretty lonely kid. I, you know, of course, I wanted my sister that was three years older than me to be my best friend, but she was off chasing boys or whatever. <laughs> um, I, no, no, seriously, I, my, my, I had uh, stuffed animals. I had like, you know, a little fort, and I had all my little stuffed animals. And I think this is what got me into radio, talking to myself uh, in a room, in a padded room, no less. Uh, and I'm being serious, but animals, for some reason are so healing and I got a buddy that's got an old dog that's about ready to got to you know go off to the rainbow bridge and it's so sad but animals just love unconditionally and and I would guess it would you know be in the horse and the donkey and the pigs and all. they would all do that if if handled correctly uh my daughter in Texas uh, Mark I've talked to you about her before Jennifer lives down in the Grapeland area she FaceTimed me the other day and it was a random call wasn't planned and this look of horror on her face, I'm like, oh, no, what happened? Somebody, something happened to the girls. And, uh, and her, her significant other brought her a baby cow that wouldn't uh, attach to the, to the teat of the mother. And, and so her significant other brought this cow into the house and gave it to her because they have kind of a little farm going. And, I mean, I had no idea she had this love of cows. She's got cow motif stuff everywhere. It was just so emotional. So I would bet, Ellie, that you have so much emotion flowing out there at the Gentle Barn on a daily basis. Yeah, yeah. And animals, I mean, they're always here for us, right? And just like you said, they give us unconditional love. They don't judge us. They accept us. They look at us and mirror back to us that we're lovable and wanted. But I think even more than that, I think animals are always there to for us to feel like the best versions of ourselves when we're with them. Wow. Wow. It's, it's, pre- it's pretty impressive. And I was looking at your website, uh, Ellie. And so I, I don't know if you do this at the gentle barn or if you do other things privately uh, uh, when it comes to your, your counseling, but you will, you will do animal communication readings. Is that correct for, for people? Yeah, I'm actually an animal communicator, and I speak to animals all over the world and help their people understand them better. No kidding. I mean, explain explain that to me, like Dr. Doolittle kind of stuff, or what is it exactly? <laughs> well, pretty much, and it's basically intuition. So have you, ever had, have you ever had the experience where the phone rings and you know who it is without answering? Oh, or yeah, of course. Right? Yeah. So that's just basic intuition. So animal communication is just an expansion of that same intuition, where when you clear your mind 
and ask a question and sit in the stillness and the quiet till the answer comes and then trust the answer when it comes. That's basically animal communication. And I can help with health issues, behavioral issues, find lost animals, um, talk to animals that have passed away and relay memories and messages to their people. And it's very, very healing because like you said, our animals mean so much to us. And when they pass away, especially, and we think they're gone forever, I mean, that's a special kind of grief and pain right there. But when we can reconnect to them, um, it's healing. You know, Bo, the other day uh, I was talking to my golden retriever and my wife looked at me and said, if she answers you, let me know. Like, <laughs> I, mean, I, think, I think people, I think people do that all the time. And my wife's Absolutely. a bit, my wife's a bit of a smart aleck, anyway. Uh, and my dog has never answered me, but I mean, I'm sure a lot of people are probably wondering, what are they thinking? Uh, is that the kind of stuff you're able to help people with? Yes. Oh, wow. Uh, yeah. There's a great they, app. Um, there's there's a great app you got to download to your phone, Mark. Yeah. Uh, it's called My Talking Pet. <laughs> And you can take, you can take. It's so simple. You can take a still photo of your dog, and and you can put a voice to it and, and move the mouth and everything. It's found. It's fantastic. I, I did think, it years ago. I don't think that's what Ellie's doing here. Go ahead, Ellie. I'm sorry. What were you saying? <laughs> <laughs> well, animals talk to me in videos, pictures, and words. So um, we we speak like that too. We just have lost that. We, we don't remember that we can do that. But all animals on this planet speak. Have you ever seen a school of fish? And they're moving completely simultaneously. It's not like there's a leader and everyone else is following. Oh, yeah. Certainly seen video of that, yeah. Yeah, I mean, that's intuition. It's like they're they're of the same mind and moving at the same time because they have the same thoughts at the same time. So it's kind of like that. You know, I get a picture of an animal. I know their name, gender, age, and who they live with. And then I get to have conversations with them. And they show me their answers in pictures. It's really fun. I, you know, I've got a little pond with fish in it, and it, it's so weird. You know, I'll put uh, catfish food out there, whatever. But when the wa- when the food hits the water, all of them will splash at the same time. It's like, how did that? Did that person text that, or did that fish text that fish over there? Um, I will tell you this about the gentle barn, though. The safety measures are put in place uh, that none of these animals will ever be eaten because they're all named. There's a rule you're supposed to never name an animal that you're going to consume, but uh, they're all named. So there's safety in 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 that. Yeah, these animals are safe forever. Um, We value them much more alive than being eaten. And by the way, do you remember several years ago, there were six cows that escaped a slaughterhouse and ran through the streets of St. Louis? I do, yes. You have some of those? Oh, yeah. We are home to those cows. Wow. Yeah, that's how we started the gentle barn, because those nobody would come and help those cows, and everybody wanted them to live. People were calling us in California. So we um, we got them out of the slaughterhouse. Uh, we found a property, opened a gentle barn for them. They were so terrified of everything and everyone. And now those cows do extraordinary work for people, uh, for grief, depression, anxiety, loneliness. People come to see them every single day for our cow hug therapy programs, and they restore people to health and wellness. It's beautiful. So I'm going to guess. I'm going to guess. And I'm married to a vegetarian, but are you a vegetarian? I'm vegan, yeah. <laughs> okay. No, no, no. No, I'm married to a vegetarian. Believe me. I, I believe I'm here today because I've eaten healthier in, in the 23 years we've been together. Um, but do you, when people come out on Sunday when you're open to the public, which I think is awesome because, you know, people are always looking to get out. Uh, do you have concessions? Do you sell funnel cakes? Do you, you know, do that kind of stuff? Kettle corn? 
We do. We have uh, very delicious vegan hot dogs. We have all kinds of snacks and drinks, and people can gather at our picnic tables and spend time with their families. It's lovely. Have, Ellie, have, I've got an obviously because I'm married to a vegetarian. Have you ever had a carrot brat? I have. They're surprisingly good. I did not think I was going to like it. Mark is laughing right now. Uh, buddy, I'm going to give you a taste test because the texture is amazing to a regular brat. It is. Sounds like an impossible burger to me. No, there. no, no. It's a carrot brat. Oh, right okay. All right. Sorry about that. If you put uh, so, it in the casing, you can't tell. <laughs> Ellie, how how can uh, people find out more about the Gentle Barn? Do they go to your website? What what Where would you like to send them? Yeah, please come to gentlebarn.org and find out how to visit donate to support our work, see what we're up to, and people can also follow The Gentle Barn on all social media platforms, including YouTube. Very cool. That's great. Uh, Ellie Lax, uh, thank you so much for uh, giving us some time today. We appreciate it. Thanks for having me. Come on out and hug a cow. We'd love to have you. <laughs> all right. Good deal. Thank you very <laughs> Get much. Get away from me, Mark. Get away from me. <laughs> <laughs> Bo, you're Too funny. Me. Ellie, thank you. Thank you so much. Good luck to you out there, okay? Thank you. <laughs> uh, very that good. is the great outdoors portion of this program on Second <laughs> Amendment Radio. Now, oh, man. Bo Matthews, you, you told me that vegetarian was an Indian word for bad hunter. I know I heard <laughs> no, you, you tell told, me that. <laughs> you told me that, brother. Uh, yeah, no, it's, it's pretty amazing what my wife can whip up in the kitchen uh, as a vegetarian. I mean, she's, she's always trying new recipes. It's amazing. It's amazing. And the carrot broth thing hit us a couple of years ago. And I literally did a taste test, and it was like, you know, my eyes are closed. Oh, I really can't dude. tell the difference. My wife went through uh, a brief period. A phase. She went through a brief phase where she was trying to make the family eat healthier. And uh, I sat down one day. We, <laughs> I grilled <laughs> I grilled hamburgers, and we come in, and we sit down at the table, and, and I see, oh, boy, one of my comfort foods, mashed potatoes in the middle of the mm -hmm. table. And I oh. scooped a big scoop up, and I put it on my plate, and I noticed it didn't didn't seem to have the same consistency oh, no. uh, that I was used to with mashed potatoes. But I'm thinking maybe they're just a little watered down or something. And I take a bite of this stuff, and it's like cauliflower mashed potatoes. It's supposed yep. to emulate mashed potatoes, but it's cauliflower. They have pizza crust that do and that, too. I know it's not a vegetarian thing. No, I, I know they're both vegetables, but I'm, I'm just—it just— it just didn't sit well with me. I just, I couldn't, I am like, I looked at her and goes, that was a dirty trick. <clears throat> Can I just tell you that? Yes. If I found a carrot brat, I would think the same thing, Bo Matthews. We're going to do it, buddy. I'm going to fire no, up the grill. No, I'm going to no. test you. No, 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 no. All right. <laughs> Coming up, we're going to uh, get back to the uh, Second Amendment portion of uh, Second Amendment Radio in the Great Outdoors. We're going to talk to the Gun Owners of America, a couple of big um couple of big cases and particularly some rulings on pistol braces that we want to get cleared up. We're going to be back here in just a minute. Second Amendment Radio and the Great Outdoors, Mark Cox, I'm Bo Matthews, Carl Middleman Pew -pew. is right there. Yeah, buddy. Uh, this segment is brought to you by Razorback Armory. 
And if you're hearing the show before Father's Day, I would say get the Razorback Armory, the gun concierge. It's in De Pere on Manchester Road, just a half mile east of 270. Get Dad a gift card or get him a cleaning kit or get him some ammo. He'll love that. Uh, get him into Razorback Armory as soon as you possibly can. Tell him Bo sent you in. All right, we've got a returning guest here to Second Amendment Radio on the Great Outdoors because we've spoke about the Great Outdoors portion of the program already. Aiden Johnston returns. He's a St. Louis native and the director of federal affairs for Gun Owners of America. And we've got a lot to talk about because they're coming in hot after pistol braces. Aiden, welcome back, buddy. How you doing? I'm doing well. Thank you for having me on. Talk to me about uh, where we're at on the pistol braces. And, uh, you know, I know Texas is making the most noise against it. Uh, is that, but is it a national fight, if you will? Yes. So um, GOA filed a lawsuit alongside Texas, and we got an injunction, but it only applies to GOA members and employees of the state of Texas. So we're fighting to have that expanded um, to be a national injunction. I think that's uh, really important. There are actually four other injunctions, and groups like the National Rifle Association are just now filing lawsuits to try to get their members protected as well. So it is uh, all hands on deck. Every group is fighting. There's uh, 25 attorneys general in another state trying to get an injunction. Um, so anyway, the, the fight is progressing. Um, in the courts, at least. Yeah, Aiden, uh, Mark Cox here. Didn't I read where... I know they, they the, a couple of conservatives in the House had blocked votes for a couple of days, but they did finally all get back on the same page. And I read where the House of Representatives, for what it's worth, did pass legislation that would uh, uh, remove this ban on pistol braces. Are you familiar with that? Yes, that's correct. So there was um, uh, a little bit of a holdup in the House of Representatives on uh, uh, some, some backroom stuff, but our bill sponsor was able to work that out uh, with congressional leadership. And the bill was brought to the floor this past week, and we just won. It was uh, 218 to 210, and we actually had two Democrats vote for this bill to overturn the Biden pistol ban. So this bill, this or rather this action by the ATF to ban 40 million pistols is so outrageous that it ended up being a bipartisan vote to overturn it in the House of Representatives. Well, thank That's goodness. amazing. As it, as it should be. I mean, here's the thing. I don't happen to own uh, a, a gun that needs a pistol brace. But at the same time, every time we look at the people, uh, the, the organizations and the individuals who are trying to ban weapons or ban accessories, they focus on things that aren't part of the problem. Right. I mean, when is the last time a mass shooting took place because the individual had a brace on the on the pistol that they're carrying? I I don't remember when that happened. Why is this suddenly in the forefront of our uh, political uh, conversation here? Well, insofar as a pistol brace firearm has ever been used in a crime, it's just because that was the firearm that they happened to steal or buy or obtain as far as the criminal is concerned. Yeah. Because a pistol brace doesn't make that firearm any more deadly than it already is. And all this rule says is you have to take that brace off and destroy it. And that actually makes the firearm more concealable because there's less plastic. There's nothing on the back end of the firearm. Um, And so uh, it's also really what it does is that it just makes it harder to control because there's no arm brace for you to use to stabilize that firearm. So taking it off doesn't actually address the the lethality of any kind of firearm because they still shoot and they're still just as deadly as they were right before you took it off. 
Well, there's there's a lot of uh, gadgets that help you be more accurate as a shooter, and the pistol brace for some is that item. And somebody come up with it, and it and it you know turned out to be a great item for uh, gun enthusiasts, especially the sports shooting, um, because it, it it's just helping. It's like having a, a laser dot scope uh, or, or sight on your firearm. It's just to help it be more accurate. Uh, Aiden, I'm gonna uh, uh, sidestep just a second. Are, are pistol braces used in the military? And if so, would they be banned if they were to get their way? You know, I don't believe that the, the military uses pistol brace weapons. I think that they would just put a what's known as a stock on it and, and have a short-barreled rifle. I actually think it's your constitutional right to have uh, that as well. I don't, I don't think there should be uh, what's called the National Firearms Act of 1934 that regulates short-barreled rifles. And, and that's the law that Biden's trying to to weaponize here. Um, so I don't think that, uh, I don't think that, that that law should exist or that yeah. any kind of cosmetic restrictions on a firearm. Do you have a, a butt stock or do you have a pistol brace? Is it a 16 inch barrel? Is it a 17 inch barrel? Is it a 15 inch barrel? I don't think it matters. I think it's your right to own that firearm. I think that's a great point. And, and the NFA to remind people, it's the same one that requires you to have to jump through hoops, uh, Bo, to get a yes. suppressor, right? I mean, it, yes. uh, as if if in the movies you think it makes your gun go, tew, tew, tew. that's not what happens, right? We, we all know that, that, that have used them. And they somehow seem to think that if those were, if anybody could just go buy them, the, the, there would be more, more criminal activity. I mean, it's, it's just, it's silly season in America. Aiden, let me have you clear something up for people who are listening. Because I suspect... There, there is confusion out there among people who've never owned a pistol brace or had a short-barreled pistol that they could have used one on. Describe what this looks like. Some of the ones I've seen like will fit over your forearm, and I think they were designed originally to help people who had some sort of disability and couldn't grip the gun normally, and then this... this um, this was designed to fit like over your forearm or you fit your arm through it to hold on to the gun. But not all of them, not all pistol braces are like that, correct? That's correct. So they were originally designed to help a disabled, uh, or rather a, a combat wounded veteran uh, shoot his firearm better. He got kicked off the range by uh, a, a mean range safety officer who said he wasn't shooting his firearm safely because uh, he couldn't control it. And so the inventor was upset at this treatment of the veteran and invented him a tool to help him hold his firearm with the one arm uh, that he could use properly. And so it's basically, you can imagine a shotgun uh, or a uh, AR-15 or uh, even uh, various types of uh, commonly owned handguns like a Glock that uh, has an attachment at the end that wraps around your wrist. And that's why it's called an arm stabilizing brace. And because it attaches to your hand and it allows you to hold that firearm with one hand and shoot it with one hand. And that's the very definition of a handgun or a pistol. Uh, so that was, that was the invention of these. Uh, and, and like I said, they can sort of, they can fit onto shotguns, they can fit onto uh, rifles, and they can fit onto um, what otherwise would look like a handgun just to help someone shoot better. But now that, you've, now that that was invented, now that we said, okay, if you put this brace on it, it's, a, it's, it's considered a handgun. There's other kinds of things um, that gun owners have now gone to use them for, like, for example, hunting seasons that are pistol only. You can take a bolt-action rifle, uh, and you can intent, uh, instead turn it into a pistol, and you can use it during handgun-only seasons. So these things have become common and widely used. 
the Congressional Research Service estimates there's between 10 and 40 million out there. I'm sure if you go to your local gun store, you'll probably see one or you would have seen one free ban. Uh, they're that common. Well, you guys are definitely the tip of the spear when defending Second Amendment uh, rights and accessories of certainly what we're talking about here on this episode. Um, wanted to ask about uh, gunowners.org and the money that goes in. I was in a conversation about a week ago with somebody that does support the Second Amendment, you know, has a collection and, and get, gets out to the range a lot. Um, and he didn't know a lot about you. So I want to give you the floor to share with people how uh, how and why they should support gun owners of america you being the uh, director of federal affairs you're probably one of the best people to speak about that because of course it's about uh you know creating uh, a legion of fans of second amendment uh, how can we help you continue the fight yeah so uh me being the director of federal affairs that's uh dc speak for i'm our, our chief lobbyist um and gun owners of america is the only no compromise gun lobby in washington dc we've been around since 1976 and we've been advocating for your Second Amendment rights. What we believe that means is that your rights shall not be infringed. No gun laws, no gun control, no restrictions. The government does not have any authority to do that. And we fight not only in Congress walking around, not only uh, with the executive uh, branch and, and these sort of ATF rules, but also we sue them in court. And um, that's our, our federal work. We also have a state and local department. So we have lobbyists in the state capitol, and we have, uh, you know, we do uh, sort of a holistic approach. We're going to defend your rights uh, at the federal level in Congress and in the courts, and also at the state level in your capital and in the courts. Yeah, and that's not cheap. <laughs> no, no, it is not cheap. Uh, but, you know, we don't spend our money on, on fancy suits or, uh, uh, you know, big parties or anything like that. Your money goes directly towards our lawsuits directly towards uh, lobbying and pressuring these lawmakers into doing the right thing and protecting your rights. Well, uh, keep up the good work. I mean, I know whenever we cover these stories, um, regardless of the state, for I'm, of course, Illinois jumps to the forefront because of this ridiculous uh, assault rifle, their, their words, not mine, ban that they put in place over there. Uh, I know GOA is, is right there at the front of that. And um, uh, like, for example, that I, I'm I know you are just like me disappointed that the Supreme Court wouldn't step in and put a temporary injunction on that law because my thought is every single day somebody who wakes up in the state of Illinois as a United States citizen that their Second Amendment right is being injured every single day uh, because the governor of that state and the liberal legislators think they they can violate the Second Amendment and ban. Uh, an entire class of weapons. Yeah, no, I mean, that, that assault weapons ban in Illinois is absolutely outrageous. We have our own lawsuit uh, that is currently pending. It has not reached the Supreme Court yet. Uh, the case that got denied was not our case. And, you know, I think that just speaks to um, why we're different organizations. And, and uh, you know, we're very proud of the quality of our work. I have uh, high hopes uh, for the the Supreme Court and for the our court case in particular. So hopefully we get another shot at that. And uh, we're able to actually stop this uh, assault weapons ban. We did win uh, at the district court level in our case. And I, I think there was a, a few other groups that got uh, combined into that. And, and the assault weapons ban was uh, enjoined for a short period of time. But absolutely unconstitutional. We're going to keep fighting for your rights no matter what. Um, and, and nothing like that. No state assault weapons ban. No federal assault weapons ban. From, no executive action uh, from Joe Biden is going to get in our way. 
All right. Well, the fight continues. And Aiden, we always appreciate your uh, your time on our show because uh, all we're trying to do is, you know, share the information on how people can help with the fight. I mean, I, I feel like I'm at a loss and I, I, I don't know, you know, what I can do. But I know that if I support the gun owners of America, you are going to be thinking and fighting for the things that I care about and I believe in because I want to protect my family and and, and, and my property as well. Um, so thank you again for joining us. Please uh, keep us informed and, and let folks know where they can uh, find you online and, and help support you. Thanks. Yeah, you can go to, like you said, gunowners.org. You can follow us on social media at gunowners. Um, but I, I think it's most important to, to for our members to know that we are a grassroots-based uh, organization. So we communicate that information uh, to you, and then you take action and hold members of Congress accountable. If, if you as an individual want to do something, the best thing you can do is get your senator's offices and your representative's office on speed dial and call them every time we tell you, you know, hey, they're, they're going to hold up your bill or, hey, they're not going to push back against Joe Biden's assault of his ban or this, that, and the other. It's a great point. Uh, Aiden Johnson, when you, you get back to St. Louis often, I know you're a native. Oh, I was just in town for a wedding uh, a couple weeks ago. Um, hopefully I'll be back a little bit later this year as well. That's awesome. Hey, Aiden, great great having you on. Keep up the good work. All right, thank you. Yes, sir. Uh, Aiden Johnson there, uh, St. Louis Happy native. Father's Day if you're yeah. if he's a father. I and don't know if uh, he's a father. Gun Owners of America's Director of uh, Federal Affairs. They, they really do uh, good work. And by the way, I should have brought this up. He, he mentioned it once, but I don't know if it got lost in the conversation. If you... Um, if you have a pistol brace and you're worried about that, you need to go to gun owners and become a member. I think that was one of the, uh, the, the, the ruling that was handed down protects people who are members of gun owners of America from prosecution while this thing works its way through the system. So that would be a good plan for you. Yeah, they're 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 actually protecting their supporters and their members and forgot to wish them a happy father's day. I don't know if he is, but, uh. Yeah, Father's Day weekend. Can you believe it's here? I can't. Happy Father's Day to and everyone to you. out there. Yeah, and to you. Happy Father's Day, everybody. Oh, absolutely. Hey, that's going to do it for this uh, <laughs> this edition of Second Amendment Radio in the Great Outdoors. Thanks for being here, and hopefully you feel more enlightened after today's show. Don't you, Bo? I feel lighter. <laughs> You know, with the carrot brats <laughs> instead of the real brats. <laughs> uh, have a good rest of your weekend. See you, boys. Get more at 971talk.com. Hey, Rob Bradford here. I have set out on a mission with my good friends at FanDuel to prove what I have known for some time. Baseball isn't boring. Now I have a daily podcast to prove it with some of the most notable people in the baseball world screaming baseball isn't boring from the mountaintops or at least agreeing to come on our show. Players, managers, GMs, and yes, even the commissioner of baseball, Rob Manfred. It has been a constant wave of baseball's most powerful voices. So join the revolution. Subscribe and soak in baseball isn't boring. Listen on your Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcast. You'll be glad you did.